Today's episode is sponsored in part by Sweeter Heater. The Sweeter Heater is a safe alternative to heat lamps. It has no hot spots, develops a uniform heat pattern, and comes with a three-year warranty. Sweeter Heater is designed to warm the animal, not the environment, and is fully adjustable to maintain the ideal comfort level for your animals. Sweeter Heater's soft, safe, gentle infrared radiant heat has been tested and proven by customers since 1995. Go to sweeterheater.com and use code Drink and Farm to get 15% off one or more heaters. That's sweeterheater.com with code Drink and Farm, all lowercase. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there, Sam. Oh, hey there, Bev. What you drinking today? I made myself an iced coffee. Ooh. Anything special about the iced coffee today? So I have figured out that the trick to good iced coffee is using simple syrup in it instead Mm. of sugar because the coffee's cold, so it doesn't break the sugar down. So you get like those granules, you know, while you're drinking it. But if you use simple syrup, you get to sweeten it a little bit and you don't have the granules. So I guess that's the only thing that's special about it. It's cinnamon and brown sugar simple syrup today. (laughs) Fancy. So what are you drinking over there? So I opened a beer that kind of spilled all over me, which is funny because like we (laughs) grabbed our, well, I grabbed my beer like an hour ago (laughs) and it still was shaken up apparently. Anyways, it's from Ludington Bay Brewing Company, Tangelo Dream, Mm. which is a Lake Phantom American Pale Ale with natural Tangelo flavor and artificial color. And for those of you that didn't know, because I didn't know this until today, Tangelo is an orange and grapefruit hybrid. Oh, Mm. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either. I just figured because the can was orange that it had something to do with orange. (laughs) I think I've been pronouncing that wrong, too. I did Google it and use the pronunciation because I thought it was going to be something different, too, and it is Tangelo. I always say Tangelo. That's hilarious. Well, let me me do it again. Maybe you're right. Tangelo. Tangelo! (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love it. Am I living in the Matrix? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) What is happening? Okay, but I was right. It is... It is a hybrid fruit. So at least I got that much right. (laughs) And it does look a lot like any other citrus fruit, honestly. I actually really like the way that you pronounced it better, though. I think I think we should we should lobby to have that changed. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate your support very much. Our drink peep this episode is our friend Kayla Wood, which is at Honey Creek Homestead over on the Instagram. So cheers, lady. Cheers. Oh my gosh. And it looks like we have a correction corner. We do. We have a correction corner. And I almost didn't put this in because it turns out I caught this very shortly after I released the episode. So I went in and cut it really quick and redid the audio. (laughs) Ooh, 
But anybody that like does an automatic download probably got the old version with this false information in it. So I decided <laughs> it was a good idea to mention it just in case. <laughs> good idea. So in episode 163, which was our last episode about hops, I said that you needed both a male and a female hop plant in order to produce hops because that's the way that a lot of plants that are male and female work. Mm -hmm. But it turns out hops do not work this way. And in fact, you only want female hop plants because pollinated hops are not desirable for beer brewing. So if you grow hops in your backyard, you only want female plants. You don't want to have male plants unless... I'm not even really sure why you would want them then. I guess to <laughs> breed more hot plants? I don't know. To look at? Yeah, to look at, yeah. Yeah, maybe if you're just doing it for, like, shade or, or something like that. But it's funny that you say that because afterwards I, like, had a freak out moment. I was like, shit. Do I, how do I know if I have male and female plants? So I, like, looked it up. And I was like, okay, I'm fine. And I totally forgot didn't even say anything to you that's so funny that we both like after the fact went and looked in most places where you buy hop plants they're only going to give you the lady hops they're not going to do that to you mm -hmm. um <laughs> unless you have like a really shady hop dealer <laughs> then they might <laughs> but yeah the, no i think that's a fabulous correction and i think it's even more fabulous that you went in after the fact and fixed it and like redropped everything yeah i just it was one of those like errors that i felt like was so egregious that it had to be fixed <laughs> like i couldn't let the episode live like that because <laughs> if it was something light i would have just laughed at myself and corrected myself later but i didn't want anyone to stop there and like start you know, growing hops and insist to someone that they needed both a male and a female <laughs> hop plant. <laughs> I was so close to being that person too. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. I think it's really great that even though you went and fixed it, we're still being transparent about the fact that we aren't perfect. Our information isn't always perfect. Trust but verify. You can kind of use that as like a rule of thumb for any kind of information, honestly. And also, I think it's important that we did make that update because our podcast is called We Drink and We Farm Things. We can't get hops information wrong. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if anyone ever hears us say something that they like want more information on or they like question feel free to send us an email or talk to us through our social media channels. Mm -hmm. We are happy to dig further into things because like we're just kind of bumping along doing our <laughs> thing and learning as we go. <laughs> yeah, totally. Just the only rule of thumb there too. Like if you're going to reach out to us to correct us, just be nice. Don't be a dick about it. <laughs> That's our only rule. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But most people, I, I mean, we haven't run into... A lot of rude people. So we've been incredibly lucky and appreciate that. When you mm -hmm. guys do bring us information, especially for correcting us, you're doing it with kindness. And that does not go unnoticed. It's true. It's true. All right. So out of corrections corner and into our Henny and Rue corner. Woohoo! We got our June boxes. Woo! So Bev, what was your favorite thing from the June Henny and Rue chicken keeper box? Okay, so my favorite thing, and I actually have one of these, so it is a repeat, but I use it all the time and I'm constantly wishing I had a second one, 
is the aluminum treat scoop. Yes. <laughs> Isn't it so funny that a, an aluminum treat scoop can bring so much joy to one's heart? Oh, it's so nice. It it allows me to be able to scoop things like minerals like out of the smaller bags mm-hmm. because like, my big scoops from Tractor Supply don't fit in there very well and I have to like rip the whole bag open to get those big giant scoops in there. So for the smaller bags, I prefer these smaller scoops. I could just drop it in and it lives there until the bag's empty and then I take it out, move it to the new bag and throw the old bag out. It's perfect. Yes. I agree. So what was your favorite thing out of the box? So mine's probably going to be a little weird. (laughs) Or maybe not. I don't know. I really liked the rollerball oil perfume. Ooh. We've gotten scents before. Like last year, I think was summer past year. Because I have it in my bathroom. And sometimes I use it. But this year we got Hay Bale. And it's actually a fragrance exclusive to the Honey and Rue brand. And it features fresh notes of clover and aloe. It smells like my childhood. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, I love it. Down at the farm at my grandparents' house. So as soon as I smelled it, like, I get really strong memories with scent. So it, like, took me right back and hit me in the feels a little bit or a lot of it. So I really like that one this year. Oh, I love it. We also got a camp cup with a rooster on it that says free range. And that is super, super cute. Mm -hmm. I love it. We also got Strong Animals Chicken Essentials Flock Fixer, and that's a vitamin-rich additive that helps hydrate, restores vital nutrients, and helps support immunity, so always good to have that sort of thing on hand. And there was a bag of the Hentastic Peck and Mix Herb Surprise. Also handy to have ready, especially this time of year in the summer. Hydro Hen Drinking Water Supplement. got a packet of that. And it makes 22 one-gallon servings, so it'll last a really long time. And we got a Chicks Love This feed, and it is an egg-to-layer complete feed. That was a weird way to say that, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then we also got a throwback logo sticker. Henny and Rue is actually celebrating their sixth year in business, and so they sent us this cool sticker with one of their first logos by request of some of their longest term subscribers. So that was very neat, too. And also in the box, and this was just like a free additive, I think, because it wasn't on the like card that we get with it. Mm. But there was an Operation Fresh Egg Carton from Purina Feeds. So what they want you to do is just deliver eggs to a neighbor like as a surprise and a kind gesture. And they sent you like cute little packaging to be able to do that. And it's mm-hmm. it, it's really adorable. And then as always, there was a nesting box liner, which comes with every box and you can use it in your very own chicken coop. And we've got a sneak peek for July. Woo! I'm excited about this one. I think I say that like every time we do our box talk (laughs) (laughs) box talk that sounds really bad but you guys know what I mean yes it is an adorable hen print beach towel yes I have my hen print beach towel from last year's I think it was the summer box that I came in and it's a nice quality towel. Mm-hmm. It really is. I used mine yesterday at the beach. Ooh, mine is currently um, in a dog bed and my old smaller dog likes to lay on it. So she has claimed <laughs> that one. So I'm excited to have another one that hopefully I can at least use a couple of times before she claims that one too. Right. <laughs> 
So if you would like to get in on the Henny and Root action, go to HennyandRoot.com. And when you check out, if it's the first time you're purchasing a Henny and Root box, you can use code DRINKANDFARM at checkout and you're going to get 10% off your first box. My Pet Chicken's mission is to make life easy and fun for urban and backyard chicken owners with our line of products, free information, tools, and resources. And do they ever deliver? You can mix and match a wide variety of chicken breeds in your order. If you're not sure which chickens are right for you, there's a handy pick a chicken breed selector tool. They also sell goslings and ducklings if you want to add some waddling additions to your farm. There's a wealth of information on the website to support you as a chicken keeper too. Go to mypetchicken.com slash drinkandfarm to put in your chick, duckling, or gosling order. That link lets them know that we sent you, and it's a great way to support our podcast while fulfilling all of your poultry addiction needs. We only work for sponsors that we love and are passionate about. So working with Grubbly Farms is a no-brainer for us. Grubbly Farms is on a mission to bring pets healthier, sustainable foods. With their farm fresh ingredients that give love to the earth, they're working to transform how we feed our pets while doing great things for the globe. Grubbly Farms sustainably grown black soldier fly grubs, aka grublies, are a superfood for pets and a superhero for the planet. Each time you buy a bag of grublies, you're making an impact by supporting a small business that works to lighten the load on landfills since their grubs eat food waste, provide relief to the oceans by subbing in bug protein instead of fish meal, and giving trees a break by preventing millions of pounds of carbon from entering Earth's atmosphere by letting little grub bugs eat up our leftovers. Grubbly Farms has snacks and feed that your flock will love and you can feel good about. As an example, when you buy a bag of Grubbly Farms Little Packs, you can feel good knowing the yummy feed with black soldier fly grubs you're about to give your poultry worked hard to recycle 42 pounds of food waste and protects 12 pounds of fish. Get all of the Grubbly Farm products delivered to your door by going to grublyfarms.com and using code FARM15 to get 15% off your first order. All right, so today we're very excited to do a little check-in on our 2021 goals. Yeah, because you know, one of the best ways to make sure that you're working towards your goals is to talk about them with friends because it like keeps you accountable, right? Yeah, or at least go back and look at them, because I will admit, I have not looked at my goals since we recorded the first episode, I think, of the year, (laughs) (laughs) when we talked about these. Like, I have them in my head. Like, I I love my brain. I've been blessed with a brain that carries a lot of information. So I knew them in my head, but it's a totally different thing to, like, go look at them and take the time to assess, like, where you're at with things. And doing a little check-in like this, even if it's, you know we're doing it six months into the year, probably wouldn't be a bad idea for us to do this quarterly, honestly, even if it's just independently, just to check in and see if your goals still matter, Mm -hmm. where they're at, where you had to adjust, and maybe reflect on some of the other badass stuff you've done that wasn't even on your list. True that. So we're going to do that today. So Sam, what is one of your goals from the year that you want to talk about? So the first one that I listed out was to do at least one round of meat chickens and get into turkeys as of mid-June. I am probably not doing the turkey thing this year. 
because I found that if you're going to order your turkeys from an online hatchery and I wanted to go the heritage breed route, you really need to order them as soon as they become available because they sell out extremely fast. Or you're going to end up with a situation where you have to order 15 turkeys. And I didn't want to do that. <laughs> so I decided. That's a lot of turkeys. Yeah. And, and in that situation, maybe if I planned ahead, found some other friends that wanted to split said turkey order, maybe that would be okay. But I was in a situation where in order for them to be big enough by Thanksgiving, I would have to order 15 turkeys with no plan. So I decided not to do that this year. And as far as meat chickens go, I still have some time to decide because I would be taking them to a processor. I don't think I would be doing it myself for the first round. I still have some time to figure that out. But I'm not overly attached to the idea of doing it this year just because we've done so many other things. Yeah, that makes sense. And you know, they actually don't do super well in the heat, at least in my yeah. experience. So my preference personally is to be done with them around this time and then maybe yeah. do another round in the fall because they do grow pretty fast. So you can always do a set mm -hmm. in the fall if you decide that you're ready to do it then. But they grow so big so fast, they struggle in the heat. Yeah. And even if they survive, I mostly just feel bad for them because they look miserable. Yeah, I've definitely toyed with the idea too of doing like Freedom Rangers because they are a little less sad looking. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't get as much meat, and it's like probably at least another four weeks if you do that breed, if not more. So I'm still kind of weighing my options, but I totally agree. If I do it, it's going to be a fault processing for sure. Because I too struggle in the heat and <laughs> don't do so well. <laughs> it's fair. It's totally fair. I get it. All right. So what was one of your first goals that you had? marked out for this year. All right. So one of my first goals was to sell something from my farm in my town's new farm market at the Mercantile. And I totally did this. Yay. Yay! What did you sell? So I sold some tomato starts. And I haven't actually found out how many of them I sold. I know that they still have some. And in fact, I might go by there and just go pick them up and put in another row of tomatoes because then I can sell the tomatoes at the mercantile once they mature. <laughs> mm. Thankfully, they're plant people, so they're keeping them alive because it's been several weeks since good. I dropped them off. But a good number of them sold. Like enough of them sold that I'm like not embarrassed by it or anything. And I also sold a half a dozen duck eggs and three dozen chicken eggs through my friend. She's over at Fruitdale Farm on Instagram if anybody wants to go check her out. But she has a hip camp and a farm store that she has online. So she like sells farm goods to hip campers and people that want to order and like pick up from her farm. And so I sold some eggs through that and I'm was really excited about that too. So yay for a good partnership. What what is a hip camp? So hip camp is where you can have campers come to your property. So it's at hipcamp.com. Oh. You can schedule to go camp at like other people's farms or in like their woods or whatever areas that they have available. And she actually has a lot of really cool sites. If anybody wants to come visit me, <laughs> she's like right up the road. It's really cool. But she actually has a glamping site where she has like a bell tent, <gasps> like a permanent bell tent that's got like a bed and stuff in it. And she has a cabin that she and my friend Fern built out of an old donkey shed. And it, like the whole conversion was really cool. And that 
campsite comes with a kitchenette that was built in an old apiary that was actually like a gazebo. So it was like a gazebo apiary, but they turned it into a kitchen and it's super awesome. Wow. And she has some like regular camping sites too. They've all got like a fire ring and like a spot for cooking and a picnic table and she has a big pond. So she's got a really great property like specifically for campers. So now she's got five or six sites I think and it's pretty cool yeah that is really cool so what was your next one so mine was to breed fancy which if you're new here fancy is my Hereford Highland heifer it's a lot of h's (laughs) (laughs) she is not bred right now that's okay because I wouldn't want to like actually get her bread until August at the earliest, just because of the timing for my setup and when she would drop the calf. So I have a couple months to either figure it out or wait another year. I did find out that my uncle who has a dairy farm knows how to do AI. So (laughs) if I could talk him into coming down here and helping me figure it out and maybe show me the ropes a little bit. The only thing is I don't have a shoot So I need to figure out some kind of setup to do. Like I've seen a lot in cow groups like makeshift type shoots. So I have some ideas, but it'll definitely take some investing in a setup to make that happen. A lot of people just kind of use gates or corral panels. So I'm kind of weighing out my options because the last thing I want to do is really stress her out either because (laughs) she's not used to being restrained at all. So she's not probably going to like it very much. And that whole thing kind of stresses me out because I, you know, watch all these vet shows and these people have really nice shoots most of the time when they do these (laughs) sorts of procedures. And it's like, maybe I just need to like keep an eye out for something really used or just determine what setup I'll be most comfortable with. And if that means she doesn't get bred this year, maybe she just doesn't get bred this year. I'm in need of a shoot too because Percy is due for some shots, but I can't get him to stand still long enough to do it. I'm perfectly capable of giving him his vaccines. That's not the problem. But without the shoot and the head gate, he moves his head around when you're standing right next to him and messing around with his neck. I I did kind of like test it. Like, you know, I pinched him to like see if he would let me stand there and do it. And he just like he moves his head over and then he stabs at you with his horns. Like not intentionally, (sighs) but just because he has horns and they're bigger than his face. (laughs) Right. And he does what he wants, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I don't want him to jump. Yeah, because you do not want your foot stepped on. Mm-mm. 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 All right. So what else did you have on your list for this year? So I had put old English baby doll South Down sheep on my list. Yeah. Like thinking back on it, I'm not really sure why I did that. Maybe I was just <laughs> trying to have fun or maybe it was just yeah. like wishful thinking. But I have no plans for extra livestock <laughs> this year. <laughs> but I mean, you did get some extra, just not new. Yes. So I did. I ended up getting the bucklings this year, which was not on my list, oddly enough. But uh, situations arised that I could get them. And so I did. So now we need to stretch more fence so that I've got a spot for them because they're still living in the barn. (laughs) And so I'm not adding any more animals this year because... I'm going to focus the energy on getting those goats bred because now that I've got the bucks, I've got to do that. Otherwise, none of it makes any financial sense whatsoever. (laughs) It's going to – I'll tell you what. I probably shouldn't – I'm going to knock on wood so I don't jinx you, but it's going to be super easy now. 
I swear. <laughs> yeah. Now that you have them on site, it's going to be so easy. <laughs> I- I'm kind of thinking that too, like, especially because I've got like spaces to like put two just like together when I want to. Yeah. So it's going to be so easy. And the ones that struggle to take, like I can put them in with them, you know, like for a little bit and then it, you know, I can do DNA tests and stuff to figure out like who the father is later if, <laughs> you know, like I need to, but one of them's not registered, so it doesn't matter who the dad is so you know stuff like that I'm just kind of like thinking through I'm like this is gonna save me a lot of time this fall (laughs) yes it will save you a lot of time and I think having the males around too even if you can just let the does or the males walk up to the fence when you think somebody's in heat you'll find out really fast yeah if they are or not because it's like they just smell it in the air Especially in the fall. I can't wait for you to experience the rut smell. Well, I'm sure you have when you did your driveway breeding stuff. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Now you can commiserate with me in the fall. I can smell it every day when I go outside. Yes. It does get better, though. Like, my my male goats are back to being adorable now this time of year. Nice. So what was your next one? So my next one was to garden for real this time. So last year I had like started some seeds. It went okay. I put some stuff in the ground. I grew a small pumpkin that some wild creature ended up eating. (laughs) And I had a few purple string beans that my cat stole off the counter and destroyed. So we went big this year. Matt, my husband, made me like a better home and gardens worthy garden (laughs) we got four raised beds and it's all behind a six foot fence so it is protected we also decided it would be super fun to buy a tractor and cultivator or a tiller and (laughs) made a 12 by 70 foot area with a two foot fence that I stretched all by myself oh nice yeah I got really sunburned on that day too (laughs) And that has pumpkins, melons, gourds, and corn, as well as some sunflowers for fun. But yeah, I've planted all kinds of stuff. It seems to be going really well so far. So it's been very exciting. And that's why I'm okay with some of this other stuff not really moving because we've been so much more productive in this area than I could have even imagined. Oh, it's such a good feeling. Yeah. So now I'm like figuring out, okay... (laughs) How do you can? Because I've never canned it before, but it seems pretty straightforward. So I'll figure it out. And then we're also going to do a lot of freezing as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm just really looking forward to harvesting now. And in the meantime, just making sure weeds don't get out of control. Because that is one of my biggest fears at this point is that <laughs> I will let the weeds get out of control and it'll kill everything. <laughs> but I'm trying to be diligent and spend at least a couple of minutes each day weeding, and that's been working out pretty well. So I just have to keep it up. But like I said, I think that's why I'm okay with some of this other stuff not going so well, because I'm just focused on the areas that are going well and not beating myself up for other things. I like it. So what else did you have? I wanted to add some heritage breeds of chickens to my flock, and I did it. Thanks, NPC. (laughs) Hey! My chicks just shipped today, so we're recording this on the 14th. Mine shipped today. I get mine on the 16th. So I'm excited to have some chickens, new baby chicks as well. (laughs) Oh, 
my gosh, I love it. And you know, I realized I probably should have written down what breeds they were, um, and I forgot. I was just gonna ask which ones you added because I was curious if I had any too that match. I can't. I can't even remember. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? <laughs> We will follow up in a future episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we will have to do that because I honestly can't remember which ones are heritage breeds and which ones aren't. But eight out of my nine chicks have survived thus far and they're thriving. They look great. Ooh. And mine are getting, well, they're not really close. They're a little over two months old now. You probably got mm-hmm. another month, two months, and then I'll start integrating them into the big flocks. So, hooray. What was your next one? So, my next one was more fencing so we could rotate pastures. And we did actually split our other pastures. So, last year we did a big fencing project. We ended up kind of splitting that in half when I kind of on a whim decided to get a cow. And then we just split it another way. It was over Memorial Day weekend. I didn't believe that we would get it done that weekend, but we did electric and all, or hot wire along the top and all. So we did that, and (laughs) now Fancy can go over there, and she loves the willow trees and eating those leaves, and I think she really appreciates the shade that they provide as well. She seems really happy when she's over there, but she has no shed over there. So I move her back to the other one at night so she has the option of the shed since she's by herself. You know, I imagine if you can kind of back yourself into a corner, you feel a little safer. Maybe I'm just projecting my own feelings on her. Maybe she sits outside all night. I don't really know. (laughs) But she moves back over there and she pouts at the gate. If you don't put her in the other pasture during the day, which I didn't today because I thought it was going to rain. Now it's not raining. So she's been sitting by the gate and pouting. A lot. <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> but yes, success. I would really like to add another pasture near the front of that area. I'm just trying not to burn Matt out <laughs> this year. But I've also toyed with the idea of doing a really nice like perimeter fence as well and investing the money in that. But... I'm just kind of weighing the options financially. If that's something I want to do with the price of lumber right now, like it is coming back down, but it might be a project for next year. All right. What is your next goal? My next one was to get super organized and how I managed my garden. And I totally nailed this. Yeah, you did. Another (laughs) winner. Yes. The thing about like planning and organizing, though, is that eventually you do. I don't want to say that you burn out on it because I don't think that I'm like in burnout mode. It's just that now I'm in like action mode. Mm -hmm. So the like sitting down and documenting has not been on the forefront of my mind. So I've been like a little more lackadaisical about like my planning, especially for my newer beds. But the one thing that's nice about the planning that I did in the wintertime and why I will always do this now is I can take my planner outside and look at most of the beds and I know exactly what is where thanks to like having the planner and following my plan. Mm -hmm. So that's really nice because I was like trying to place garden markers everywhere so that I knew where stuff was. But like, you know how that goes, like the weather washes them away or they get pulled (laughs) out or the sun bleaches the Sharpie off of them. Like, yeah, they're just, they're not reliable. So this for me has been a way more reliable way of like knowing where stuff is at in the garden. (laughs) That's awesome. 
I tried to do the planner thing myself this year and it kind of worked, but I ended up changing plans a few times. But it is a really great, even if you just have a rough drawing of what you did end up doing, because I, I garden marked the crap out of things and then I ran out of them and didn't want to buy more. <laughs> so so now I have I have rough drawings that help too. So yeah, highly recommend the planner thing even if, you know, it's fairly simple. It does make a lot of difference. Well, and it's just one of those things too like you eventually figure out what you're going to use it for and what you're not. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, based on your needs and your personality and like how much detail you really want or need, and you can adjust that every year based on your actual usage. So, yeah. What was your next one? We're getting close to the end, I think. Yes, we're getting there. So, this was a goal that was on my previous year it didn't happen, but we're super close to starting this one, upgrading and expanding Cluckingham Palace Chicken Run. And getting an automatic chicken door. So we haven't started this yet, but now that the garden's done and we've finished opening our pool, which was my next thing just because of how hot it's been. Of course, now it's going to be like 70 degrees for the next couple days. (laughs) (laughs) But I think the next immediate one will be expanding our chicken run over the winter snowmobile trailer topper that we have crashed into the run and made it kind of collapse in a little bit. So it's not quite usable. And there's a ton of weeds in there. Like the weeds are taller than me. So we just need to kind of rip everything out and start over. And I want it to be really big, but I don't need it to be super tall either. And we tried to do super tall last time. So I think we just need to sit down and have a good design session. But we're in a spot where we're able to do that now. So I have high confidence that that will be done at least before the snow flies, which hopefully is like six months from now. <laughs> oh, gosh, I'm hoping so. We'll probably get snow in November, but so five months from now. But still, that's pretty good. That's a good amount of time yeah. to work on it. Did you pick what you're going to get for your automatic chicken door yet? Because I have a recommendation if you have not. I didn't. So I ordered my most recent one from My Pet Chicken. It's at mypetchicken.com <gasps> slash drinking farm. It is the Chicken Guard Extreme. It's the one that locks down at the bottom. So that if a predator gets inside the run, they can't pick the door up. So, (gasps) Oh, I like it. And the reason why I recommend this one specifically is ours broke, but it turned out there was a software problem on them. So they had recalled some. I never remember to send that paperwork in. (laughs) But I called them and someone answered the phone, asked me to send them a copy of my receipt, which I did. And they mailed me a brand new one. Like, no questions asked. Yeah. Amazing. I know. I was like, well, that's excellent customer service. But they were like, they were willing and ready to like troubleshoot any problems with me. And then I guess when they looked at like whatever my number was or whenever I bought it or whatever, they emailed me back and they were like, oh, you have one of the ones that had this software Mm -hmm. issue. So we're just sending you a new one. I was like, oh, that's so easy. (laughs) Yes. I like it. Yeah, so we'll eventually replace all of the chicken run doors with that one. I really like the one that I had backed on the Kickstarter, the hatch, but they Mm -hmm. have stopped manufacturing them. So, yeah, so I'm going to replace that one with a chicken guard extreme eventually. And then I'm going to put one of those on the cutest coop also. And then all of the doors will be automatic. And then we don't have to worry about closing coop doors and opening coop doors because that's a nice thing to not have to worry about. 
Yeah, totally. All right. I think this might be your last one. It is. So my last one is that I wanted to rock the greenhouse game, which, okay, I'm I'm not quite there. The greenhouse is like a whole new beast. But (laughs) someone suggested to me that I get a shade cloth for this summer. And I am so happy I listened to them. And I wish I remembered who it was because I would 100% shout you out right now. But a shade cloth (laughs) is a total game changer. It has been 88 degrees outside, which means that it would have been like 140 inside the greenhouse without the shade cloth. Oh, gosh. Uh, Yeah, it's so it gets so crazy hot in there. It's insane. But it stayed right around 100, which is fine for tomatoes. And I've got dahlias still in pots. And I've been sprouting corn in there, too. And nothing has died from the heat exhaustion because of that shade cloth. So total game changer. And I really love that I planted tomatoes in October and kept them alive all winter long because they are like killing it in the producing tomatoes game. So nice. Lots of wins there. (laughs) Heck yeah. So is this next one your last one too? I believe so. So my last one, again, kind of a nod to the previous year was to start a farm savings account. So Going into this year, I wanted a goal of at least a cushion of $500 in there. Right now, it's currently sitting at $100. But that's okay because I had to use it. And the purpose of that savings account is to use it when you're in a pinch. And I was in a pinch. Actually, what happened was I I thought my goats had mites again. And I won't know if they never had mites or not because I treated them. But... They're still itchy. Their coats just look terrible. I copper bolused the ones that looked really bad. It didn't seem to help. But after doing some research, I found out that if you have really rusty water, which we do, mm-hmm. it can actually create problems for your calcium to phosphorus ratio. Yep. And it like the calcium from the rust chokes out the copper. And doesn't let it do its job. Unless you counteract that with a zinc mineral. So the zinc mineral kind of like makes it not as much of a problem. So a lot of the groups and a lot of the research I was doing says that if you give your goat zinc. Because a a deficiency of zinc can look like loss of hair around the eyes. Around the nose and in other spots. And as well as really dry skin. So sometimes you'll say hey give them copper. If they're having those issues, if copper doesn't resolve it, it might be because of this rusty water problem I'm having, which throws off the calcium to phosphorus ratio, which can cause urinary calculite and goats, which we had last year. So they're drinking water more right now because it's hot as balls. So they just all kind of look, not all of them, quite a few of them look like garbage. They're still cute. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You feel bad for them when they're itching and they're flaky. So the zinc... Zin 40 is what the zinc mineral is called. You can get it from Valley Vet Supply. I got it super fast, like in two days. They're an amazing company. Anytime I order something from them, I get it super fast. The only problem is Zin 40, Zin Pro 40, not available anywhere close to me. And it comes in a 55 pound bag. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> the mineral itself was like $80, which is a lot. The shipping was 65 Oh my gosh. But I'm like looking at my goats because another side effect of not having enough zinc is clicky joints. And yeah. the one goat that had 
the UC last year has really clicky joints and just looks like he almost is like arthritic when he walks sometimes. So I'm like, I have to bite the bullet and just pay almost $200 for this. So because I had my farm savings account, I could do that and not have a panic attack. <laughs> so that's like the long roundabout story of why I don't have that cushion yet is because I had to use it. And it it's going to make my goats very happy that I was financially planning for unexpected things like a zinc deficiency. Well, you used it exactly the way it was intended. So yes. mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I take it human zinc doesn't work. I didn't really look at that as a serious option because I did see it in some groups, but I didn't feel comfortable enough doing that on my own. And I did find it quite a few articles, like journal type articles recommending this specific mineral. So that's why I went with it. Okay. I will say too, when I did put it like in the container for the goats to have like free choice, they went nuts. Oh, good. Like the ones that looked the worst went for it immediately and were like fighting off the others. <laughs> and for anybody that has goats, like typically they only go after their baking zone and minerals when they need it. So that was really encouraging to see. And they've eaten quite a bit of it. So hopefully good. 55 pounds lasts me a while. But I'm just glad that they're utilizing it so quickly and that I didn't waste $200. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you didn't either. So one way that you can fix this without having to continue to buy minerals is you can get a rain barrel if you think you're going to get enough rain this year. And you can drain a rain barrel into their trough. Like, Mm. like, so like set up, so like build a stand, set the rain barrel up on it, like on the other side of the fence so that they can't knock the barrel over, but then have the spigot to it, like go down into their trough, like if that makes sense. And then like, cause I'm sure I know Matt is smart enough to figure out like how to set it up so that it doesn't like, you know, drain the whole thing out. Like, you know, he'll know how to do like the gravity and whatnot. But uh, that's what a lot of people do. And I've been doing this for my chickens too, because we have a lot of iron in our water also. And I had read that about iron in our water. So we've moved the chickens over to rain barrels and someday I would like to move everybody over to rain barrels. And so that's on my long-term goals list. (laughs) Yeah. I'll have to look into that and see if we can do that. Definitely haven't gotten enough rain this year. That's for sure. But it's something to build towards. Oh, and I've been drowning over here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the other thing we did too, just really quick, is we both picked a word of the year. So Bev, what was your word of the year and how's that going for you? So my word of the year was root for 2021. And the way that I've ended up applying it for myself this year is that I've been really like rooting into like who I am as a person And rooting into the people that I love the most. I think that when I had originally said it, I was talking about like rooting into like home is like a physical place, Mm -hmm. but I'm kind of letting go of the idea of like permanence of a place, I guess. Like, you know, like I've, I've come to the realization that I can take my joy and my knowledge and everything that I've gained here anywhere 
so I don't necessarily mm-hmm. want to like put all my stock in like, you know, in hanging on to a spot necessarily, like a physical spot. So instead I am rooting into myself as a person and my family. So that's how I'm aligning that. Aw, I like it. What about you? What is your word for the year again? So my word is slash was fearless and worry less. So it was fearless, but it was the intention of kind of breaking up fear less, worry less. Because obviously, if you lived on planet Earth during 2020, it was kind of a shit show for everybody in so many different ways. I feel really fortunate that we got through it completely unscathed. But you know, there's a lot of scary stuff out there and it's on social media, it's it's on your TV, you know, so that was part of it was this year not getting sucked into the fear and worry of things that I can't control through those mediums, but also just like within my own brain, because I've been pretty open, I think, on the podcast on and off about my anxiety and my need to, well, need to feel like I need to control things all the time and just kind of letting some of that stuff go. And that's a really intentional work to not let fear and worry control your life. And I feel like probably be like a lifelong thing for a lot of people to work actively to do less of those things. So I would say that I've done doing a really good job being intentional with that. And now I hope I'm not like beckoning something bad to happen now that I'm saying this out loud Uh, because that's usually it feels like that's how things work but I feel like it's something that I've been doing really well with and I will continue to stick with through this year and then hopefully beyond that I love it once you get into the habit of making those mental shifts that you have to Mm -hmm. to overcome that worry and that fear it becomes a lifelong practice that you can go back Mm -hmm. to anytime without having to like work so hard at it so it makes total sense to dedicate a year to it and I think that's awesome and that's it for our goals and our words so if you guys want to share how your goals are going pop those on our Facebook group we'll link to it in the show notes you're not already a part of it you'll just have to answer a couple questions so we make sure you're not a robot (laughs) and we'll let you in but we would love to hear and see pictures of the stuff you guys are doing and how you're crushing your goals because we are here to cheer you on yes we are all right so now it's time for we can't even corner bev what can't you even about this year this year oh my gosh this week (laughs) So this week, I can't even that a lobster diver was swallowed whole by a humpback whale. Yeah. Did you see that? Yep. And I feel like this story's already been done before. So I don't know what this guy was trying to do, but... (laughs) You know, like the whole Jonah and the whale thing. Now, in the Bible, it says it was a very large fish. It doesn't specify a whale. So humpback whale is pretty big fish. (laughs) Yeah, it is. So apparently, like, this dude was just lobster diving, like, down at the bottom of the water and accidentally got swallowed up by a humpback whale. But he did get out. He, like, I don't know, he, like, moved around in there enough that it, like, irritated the whale. And then the whale came to the surface and, like, spit him out. (laughs) Spit him out. (laughs) 
And he did have like some like soft tissue damage and stuff. He went to the hospital. He's going to survive. He's going to be fine. Yeah. Homeboy was smiling in the pictures. I think he's okay and just happy to be alive. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think so too. So that dude's super lucky. (laughs) Yes. And I just like was, whoa. (laughs) And thank gosh it, it wasn't like... It was just a couple of minutes, I'm sure, or seconds. It could have been been so much worse. Oh, my gosh. Well, and I wonder, too, if, like, a humpback whale knows you're not food because they're so used to eating, like, little krill or little fishies that maybe he was like, "Uh uh-oh, this is not right. (laughs) Yeah, this is not what I wanted. My biggest fear, so I actually, I scuba dive. I am certified to scuba dive. And my biggest fear in that situation would be the whale getting scared and taking off and going down into depths that you can't handle. Oh. Like, because you could totally get out and survive that. But if they take you too far away from where your dive boat is at or take you too far under the ocean, like, you just, you can't depressurize from that before your oxygen tank runs out. So that's, like, I'm imagining this in my head and I'm like, oh, my God, I, I don't know how it stay calm but you know I think your instinct kind of takes over like your survival instincts so yeah talk about fearing less gosh gosh. (laughs) that's pretty scary now we got to worry about being eaten by whales (laughs) apparently nature is turning on us so what is your can't even this week (laughs) mine's a little less scary but it's kind of gross mine is from smithsonianmag.com And the headline is, Archaeologists Discover and Crack an Intact Thousand-Year-Old Chicken Egg. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So they found this chicken egg in a human waste, in human waste, in a cesspit in Israel. So the human waste, clearly they talk about, like, soft waste, so it's poop. So this (laughs) egg was in poop, but the poop preserved the shell and its contents for a millennium. Oh, my gosh. So... And then they got it back to the lab and accidentally cracked it. It was an accident? Yes. Cracking it was an accident. But apparently they fixed it. They repaired the crack. Some of the yolk remains in there and the researchers preserved it for future DNA analysis. But they found some other cool stuff there too. They found dolls made out of bones, which apparently was a thing. They used to make kids dolls out of bones from things and they also found a lamp in this human poo oh. so cool stuff the article is really really long so i won't make you all listen to me read it but check it out we'll link to it in the show notes but i thought that was super cool because <laughs> that's very rare to find a preserved chicken egg at all but could you imagine how bad that probably smelled <gasps> when they cracked open that egg oh god yeah we've had a like a rotten goose egg get cracked here that was maybe like a month old and it smelled terrible i can't even imagine what a thousand year old chicken egg smells like that was sitting in human waste to begin with death it smells like death yeah i don't think you're wrong (laughs) all right so make sure you guys send us your can't evens in the facebook group you can also message those to us on facebook messenger instagram or email those to us at drinkandfarm at gmail.com. And be sure and leave us a review. We read one Apple podcast review every week on the show. And at the end of the month, we draw a winner from all of those lovely reviews that we have read. And that person gets an exclusive coffee mug that is not and will never be in the shop. 
So, Sam, would you like to read our review this week? Sure. So, this week's review is from Ashley76532. <laughs> I don't know if that username is intentional or not, but that is how we will identify you. Title is Great Listen. She gave us five stars. And Ashley says, when I first listened to this podcast, it was for the chicken episodes. And I wasn't sure I loved the delivery, but the content was great. After picking out the handful of episodes on chickens and listening through, I was hooked. I went back and listened to everything, and the hosts have only gotten better in time. It's one of only a few podcasts I have listened to every episode of, and now I don't miss a single cast. Oh, I love it. Yeah, our early stuff was, I mean, I think it's kind of garbage, but... (laughs) It's not, like, unlistenable. I just don't desire to go back and listen to it, personally. Yes. I like that, (laughs) like a good wine, our podcast has just gotten better with age. Yes. (laughs) That makes me super happy. (laughs) Me too. And I appreciate the honesty there, you know, but, and I also appreciate that you just stuck with us. Yeah, I do too. And yeah, I totally appreciate the honesty as well. I mean, I'm always amazed when people tell me that they started from the beginning. So it's like, you started from the beginning and kept listening. Like, that is amazing. It's like a special medal or award needs to be given to those of you that have gone on the entire journey with us. Yes. We really appreciate it. Agreed. All right, just a few housekeeping items. We have a new series over on our Patreon called Straight No Chaser. This is available to our Patreons at the $5 level and above. So if you don't have access to that yet, you're going to want to get it by going to patreon.com slash drinkandfarm. And it's also a great way to support the podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure and follow our podcast and download the episode when you listen. Yes, Apple Podcasts got rid of the subscribe button. Now it's the follow button. Oh. This (laughs) will help more people like you find the podcast. And it helps our show immensely. So it's a free way to support the show. Follow it and download the episodes when you listen. And if you're over on Instagram and you're listening to this episode, share the fact that you are listening to us in your Instagram stories and tag us at Drink and Farm. If you do that, we're going to send you a promo code just for that episode that'll give you a percentage off in our shop, which you want because the new merch that we've dropped recently is pretty great. Yes. Yes, it is. I'm not biased at all. No, me neither. (laughs) (laughs) So be sure and take a look at the show notes. There'll be links to all sorts of stuff that we discussed today, a survey so you can tell us anonymously how we're doing, and links to our social media and our merch shop. So that's it. We uh, appreciate you guys going on this little review with us. We got a little chatty there, but sometimes you guys like that, so we hope you enjoyed it. (laughs) Yeah. Until next time. Drink. Farm. And give zero clucks. Bye, guys. Bye. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things.